All right. Spring break. Did you guys enjoy? I know that there's a there's a crowd over here, and I see various places that have been to, to did some traveling, got snuck in, stuck in uh, snowstorms and all kinds of adventures uh, that I've been hearing about. I'm so thankful that you guys made it back safely, and now y'all look like you're well rested and ready to. Yeah, yeah, y'all look tired. But anyway, it's it's good. It's good to be back together. It's good to be back together. And this opportunity, we have the opportunity to, to worship, I mean, singing, but we also have the opportunity to open God's Word. I think that's significant. And I, I, I want you to know, I, this, this position that I have to be able to come before you and present it, uh, man, it, it is a heavy laden t- task because it's not from my own mind that I want to speak. It's from his word that, that I want to present. Last week, I introduced uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. We, we did the first 11 verses of chapter 12. 12, 13, and 14, all with the subject over it saying it is about the, the gifts of the Spirit. And, you know, you say gifts of the Spirit, and people go, oh, yes, finally, we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. And so let me, let me tell you what. I, I think it's very important not to miss what Paul is saying throughout the text. Okay, so when we talk about the fruits of the Spirit, because, man, there's questions we all have about, well, I mean, there's things in there called miraculous gifts, uh, speaking in tongues, and, and healing. But Paul, in the passage, in, in this chapter 12, doesn't go into the place of defining what all this looks like. He, he doesn't go to defining. Matter of fact, in chapter 12, we really don't deal with that. Chapter 14, however, we're going to get into some details of one of those miraculous gifts. So if you have some questions, you've got to keep coming. Isn't that great? Stay tuned for next week or something like that. That's what you Come on back. You're going to hear some more. But I think there's some so important things that, that many people miss because you hear spiritual gifts and you're tuned in. Oh, let's hear about that. And you miss what Paul is saying from the beginning. Like in the first 11 verses, it was about the Holy Spirit. It was about the Holy Spirit. And the significance of the Holy Spirit with us is what? Well, let's see. He enables. And in the first place, he enables those who speak to be able to say, Jesus is Lord. That's significant. And nothing contrary to that against Jesus. And not only that, but he talks about enabling believers to function, to act. And, and it's in, in those spiritual gifts, it's, it's in service, it's in works, as it's laid out in, in the remaining part of the, this passage, and, and, and up through chapter 11. Uh, he, he basically says that each one of us receives the manifestation of the Spirit. That means that the Spirit acts and works in each one of us. And that's really important. The, the whole point of the beginning that Paul wanted to emphasize, that we emphasized last week, is this. That there is one Spirit. One Spirit. Not many spirits. There is one Spirit. The Holy Spirit. But there are many, many, or a diverse amount of gifts that the, the Holy Spirit uh, distributes. It's really important to start there this morning because in, in verses 12 through 14, Paul uses uh, an illustration. He likens this body of Christ. Well, he, that, that really revealed everything. He, he likens this, this church to be the body of Christ. 
and how it functions. And in that, in 12 through 14, he says, hey, there's, there's one body, but there are many parts in that body. Let me read 12 through 14 for you real quick. In verse 12, it says, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. See, he's, he's saying, man, we come from all kinds of different uh, and, and diverse directions. But, hey, listen, now together in one spirit, we, we are one body. and We are one body even in Christ. Even so, the body is not made up of one part but of many. Uh, that's, that's just the introduction, the beginning. Because Paul goes on, and, and the, the focus I want to take is, especially in verses 12 through 26, within the verses that I'm just about, we're just going to read it all at once and then, then have a, just kind of lay it out for us. I, I think it's challenging for us because, uh, again, as I said earlier, it's not, man, let's go into the details of all, all this spiritual, uh, spiritual gifts looks like. In this, he's talking about our inner relationships, how we as a body are functioning together, how, how we are relating to each other, I believe is what we're going to see in 15 through 20, 26. Best way to do that, let's read it and then let's have some conversation. It's not conversation. I'm just going to talk at you. That's terrible. Afterwards, I would love to have more conversation. That's, that's more what, what I would enjoy. But there might be questions from this. Please ask. Uh, there, I think my, my uh, uh, email address is on there, or give me a call, because if there's something I neglected in this passage today, I, I've got next week, too, to bring out anything that's important that I might have missed in this or didn't explain well. So let's start with verse 15. Verse 15 says, Now if the foot should say, now remember, again, illustrated, this is the body of Christ. He says, Now if the foot should say, Because I am not a hand... I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye. Do you hear Paul just being kind of funny here? If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable, we are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the, bo the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. 
If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. As I said, and, and maybe you've already heard, the inner relationship that's going on within the body. You know, things that are being said, thoughts that are being had. So here's the direction I want to go in. First, first of all, one thing is so true. And it, it was stated in the first part, and I believe it's emphasized here, that, that the fact that everyone in Jesus belongs to this one body. Everyone in Jesus belongs to this body. If you're connected to Jesus, you are connected to this body. Now, and I'm not just talking about this congregation alone. You're connected to the one body. Let me, let me be clear with that. Uh, you've got connections outside of, of this congregation. Brothers and sisters of Christ, you're familiar with it, that you know, identify with that same spirit. They're, they're all over. Uh, we got our neighbors over here, brothers and sisters in Christ, because they carry about within them the same spirit. Now, if you have... The beginnings in Jesus Christ, God has promised to give his Holy Spirit. I believe that's what Paul is talking about when he says, hey, listen, it is uh, uh, either connected uh, through the Spirit, whether it's, it's through the baptism of the Spirit or through the, the cup that we share in. Uh, we are, uh, that, that's speaking about those very beginnings of, of receiving Christ. It is the activity of faith, activity of belief that brings us into that, that place of of acting in faith, receiving, you know, the baptism. But it's God's activity then to give us his Holy Spirit. Earlier in, in, um, in Corinthians, it was mentioned that, that uh, uh, I've lost the verse. Sorry about that. Let me, let me move forward. I'm sorry, I got distracted there by myself. That's terrible. Anyway, uh, the, the important point is this, that if you're in Christ, you have the Spirit. Now, I, I, what I want to address is, is that, that ideal of being, in, uh, you know, felt like you're not a part. Or I feel like I don't belong. Uh, I mean, there's, there's sometimes a difference between, hey, you do belong and feeling like you belong. Are, you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I know that, that because of what Christ has done for me, that I've received forgiveness and I've received His Holy Spirit. And yet, I come in here on Sunday and I don't feel like I'm a part of this body. There, there might be some who are feeling that way. I want to address that. Uh, one of the reasons we might possibly feel that way is we yet have not found that place to be involved. That place of service. I, I, I don't feel connected to this body. I am connected to the body. I want you to understand there's, there's no reason to, to, to talk about that because Scripture is clear. You've re received the Holy Spirit. But, but why would someone come in and not, not feel connected? One of the reasons might, hey, I'm just not finding that place to serve. I'm not finding that place to be involved. And it might be someone who's just saying, hey, I don't know where I fit in. And they're asking the question. Perhaps one of the questions is, well, how, has the, how is the Holy Spirit being manifested in me? How is he working in me? You know, where, where is my giftedness? Where, where is it that I could be best used? Where do I fit in in this body? That's a good question. That's a great question. And, and we ought to be helping you find the answers to that question. And, and so, in part, we've had people asking and looking and attempting to be connected in, in various places. And I want you to continue that pursuit. 
uh, there, there are some people who, who are on the outskirts and feel comfortable there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't mind just being in attendance, just to, just to sit in the back row or do this. And, and they don't feel connected because all they're doing is attending. That's, that's not church, and that's not being a part of the church. I, I do believe each one of us are, is given the Holy Spirit, and that we ought to be finding that place where we can engage and, and, and function through what the Spirit has enabled us to do. Again, that comes to that place of asking and finding and pursuing uh, what, what we're involved in. Now, to what Paul is saying, one of the reasons that some people might feel like they're, they're not evolved or they're not connected is found in verses 15, 16, where Paul says, Now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I don't belong to the body. And, and it says, uh, and if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. As long as you're in the Holy Spirit, you're still connected to the body, but, but maybe you haven't found your place. And, or maybe you think that the place that I'm serving is not as significant as, as what it could be. And because, hey, I'm not up on stage, I'm not teaching a class, I, I'm not leading a, a a, a particular team, a, a functioning team, or I don't have a title of, of maybe deacon or deaconess or, or elder. I don't have that title. I, I just don't feel like I'm part. And, and those things, you know, those things are important, but that doesn't mean that you are not part of the body. You need, need to understand this well. No one is excluded because of their place in the body. One other, one other place I think Paul addresses is sometimes, sometimes folks are attempting to be a part uh, and functioning in, in the body where, where they really don't belong. Maybe, maybe, and this is really what Paul addresses later. Maybe it, it might be a place where God has not gifted you and you're attempting to feel something and yet continue to fail in. Uh, I believe that Paul kind of talks about that in verse 17. That's where he says, he makes the comment, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? We all can't be an eye. Or, or we all cannot, uh, uh, if, if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of hearing be? We can't all be an ear. Uh, there are different gifts. Again, that, that idea Paul that brought out was there are various gifts. There's a whole lot of things that we could be doing in ministry and, and involvement. And, and each one of us needs to know and identify that, that you have a place, and you have a purpose, you have a function, and, and there is nothing on our bodies that isn't there for a purpose. It all works together for one person's purpose of moving and, and, and being directed by, you know, my thinking. And, and we are moved together uh, according to what Jesus directs us and, and, and leads us to. If you are in Jesus, you are a part of the body, you have a place and a function. Uh, that's, that's one thing that, that reminded me as, as this passage came up. I introduced here again, this passage is full of it, challenging me in this idea of fostering the family of God. Uh, with some folks, uh, it's, it's been glorious. There's been some great connecting and people who have been finding their places of ministry. Some excitement there. There's other folks who, who might not be so, uh, so outgoing. 
who are still kind of wrestling with where do I go, how do I do that. And, and I will confess to you as a body, I don't think we've done the best job of connecting our people to their places of service. Challenging, I think we've challenged time and time again. But have, have we found, I've even had a few folks come to me and say, hey man, what can I do? And I'm going, at, at the moment I just didn't have my list with me. There are numerous things and positions and even ministries that are around us. All we have to do is sit down and have some conversation with myself, uh, with Eric, with Matthew, with one of the elders, with, with, with someone that you know and trust and say, yeah, I, hey, I'm just looking for that place where I could serve. Maybe that's going uh, to find out exactly what's working within me. So on one part, you know, I, I believe we as a church need to take responsibility, leadership and myself to take responsibility to say, we need to do a better job of helping you find your place of ministry. I've always heard that, that only 20%, how many have heard this? Only 20% of the church is, is doing everything, right? Have you heard that? I've heard that time and time. Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Part of the fault lands on the church. It does land on the church. The other part of the fault is, is people who are just sitting back and just not wanting to be involved. There are, there are those who do that. I think there's people who want to be involved and they just don't know where to go. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands because I was going to write it all down. I'm going to find you afterwards. But, but I, I believe that's part of this, this scripture. That we need to know that we all belong. Not because we attend on Sunday morning. Not because we're here Sunday morning. That's not why you belong. The reason you belong is because the Spirit of, of God is working in you. The Spirit of God is working in you. Now, listen, first of all, someone should not believe in their own mind that they don't belong. Uh, the second point is, nor should anyone believe, in, uh, uh, believe it about another, you don't belong here. No one should even say, hey, you don't belong here. And nor by our actions approach someone and make them feel like they don't belong here. Am I, am I right? Everyone belongs. And no one should have that egotistical or arrogant attitude that, that turns others away. But sometimes we even act that way. Uh, I, I would say in, in one case, you know, it, it's possible because I'm doing a job and doing it so well that, that I, and, and I'm guilty of this, that, that I'm functioning and someone comes in, well, can I help? He says, no, I've got it. Have you, have you said that before? No, I've got it. Sometimes it's, there's a good place to step aside and let somebody else come in. And I had, I had a young guy come up to me this morning and said, junior high, okay? Came up to me and said, hey, I could preach a sermon. I, sh shouldn't I? I should have stepped aside and let him preach, right? <laughs> we'll give him his opportunity. I promise we've never, uh, you know, we kind of pursue that if anybody shows interest. So we're, we're going to pursue that. Uh, but this idea is sometimes, uh, maybe as a body, we just feel like, well, hey, we're self-sufficient. We got it all covered. And therefore, there's some who come in and they're looking for ministry opportunities and because I can't step aside to let you help is a problem. Here's what, here's what Paul says in verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. <laughs> I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. Again, that is an arrogant statement. And, and arrogance doesn't belong in the church. This idea is that, hey, listen, you really don't belong here. 
You really don't belong here. It's not a part of us. Paul actually identifies, uh, you know, con- concerning the body, again, in the illustration of the body, those who, who are believed to be unnecessary. It's in these three terms. Verses 22, 23, he says, the weaker, the less honorable, and the unpresentable. Those three words. The weaker, the, the less honorable, and the presentable. Uh, the weaker parts, many believe what Paul is talking about is that inner workings within your body. You know, we're talking about the liver, the kidney, the heart, the lungs. Uh, and weaker, those things cannot exist outside of the body. A- any of those organs taken outside the body will just cease to, to, to work. So, in, in part, Paul is thinking about those internal, that, that they are just weaker parts. The less honorable and the unpresentable, they're parts you cover up. So, in my own thinking, uh, what, what is Paul talking about within the church? There are those who are out front. There are those who are seen, uh, who, who we just know who are involved. People up on the stage, you know, uh, instrumentalists and, and those who sing. We've got to see, and I appreciate Annie leading this Sunday, uh, but, but we see different people getting up and, and revealing what God has gifted them with. And, and then there's teachers, there's, there's team leaders, there's, there's those with the, identifying with those titles of deacon, deaconess. Man, we could see those people were involved. They're, they're noticeable. But there are some parts that are not noticeable. You know, those within, the inner workings. And how do we identify those folks? I know some folks within this congregation. None of you, you know, you might see them on Sunday, but you don't see them up on the stage. Matter of fact, you don't see them on a list or listed anywhere. One, one, one person who's not here this morning, good time to talk about them. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I've just noticed, I'm going to be careful even with gender, but, but uh, uh, this person is ministering. During the week, not on Sunday. I, I think they're involved on Sunday, but but on on Sunday, uh, I mean throughout the week they are they are acting as a caretaker. I'm talking about someone uh, in our congregation who can't be alone because of their health. They've been staying with them, and and also there's two other people that that they're ministering to as a chauffeur. They got a doctor's appointment. Load them in the car and take them to Manhattan. Or take them to Topeka. And, and their, their own life has been disrupted. I, I know this person loves to go to bed early and get up early. But, but not even eating very well recently. But, but what they're doing is ministry. And it is absolutely valuable. It's absolutely valuable what they're doing. And there's others of you who I know. Man, if, if there's meals that need to be made, you make meals. And guess what? Your name's not noticed anywhere. That's part of the ministry. There, there are people over the years that have taken care of the, the, the mowing out here, you know, and, 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 or weed eating or whatever it needs to be. I'm bringing that up because it's going to have to start happening again, so <laughs> encouragement. But, but there, are, there are ministry things that just are, are continuing. And I'm not just talking about around the church. I'm talking about within this body, this body where we're functioning together, right? And that's what this individual is doing. That they are functioning as a part of the body in their ministering to these individuals. One, it doesn't even go to church here. <gasps> yeah, you let that gasp. But, that, but man, I love it. I love it. Can, just a, a ministry heart is spent on, on three other people. And, and honestly, I believe she's, oh, there it is. I threw out the she's. 
I'd want to say whether she is, I, I feel like and sometimes she's just overwhelmed. But she's not complaining. <laughs> not one bit. And, and I love to see the, the, the places where it would be that the weaker, considered the weaker or the, the unnoticeable or the ones that are covered up, those that we don't see. Uh, we see many of us who are, who are working and, and, and doing those things. Here's what Paul says about those things. Uh, because the location of the body part and the functioning of the body part does not in any way say that they're unnecessary. And we as a church need to identify those are people working and functioning within the body of Christ. And there needs to be value. Matter of fact, they need to be honored. Here's how Paul says it. He said, the, weak, the weaker are indispensable. The weaker are indispensable. Do we see them on the stage? No, not necessarily. There's some working uh, people who need to be uh, helping the body to function. And there are people who are there helping the body to function, and, and they're weaker. Or, or those who are less honorable, who are unpresentable. Uh, the less honorable we treat with special honor. And, and those who are unpresentable are, need to be treated with special modesty. Uh, I, in, in part, I, I, Paul is saying that's what happens within the body. That's, that's what uh, needs to happen. Uh, I, when I was younger, I didn't worry about inner stuff. You know what I'm saying? I didn't worry about my heart. I didn't worry about, I, the only thing I think I ever worried about was my stomach when it was empty, right? It went back. Uh, but, but kidney and, and, and things like that. Who worried about that when you were younger? Unless you had some kind of difficulty. As I, as I get older, I'm all about the inner stuff. You know, you do this stuff of working out, like cardio and things like, man, I'm giving special attention to that now. I think that's part of the wisdom that as you get older, you need to take care of this stuff inside. We as a church need to, to be very aware that everyone who has the Holy Spirit is part of the body. It, it is arrogant to, to think otherwise if, if we pick and choose those who are involved and those who aren't. And I, I believe that if we begin to, to, to look and say, well, how is it that we as a body can function and help others find their places of ministry? Let me teach you. I think the big word is discipleship. As a matter of fact, just to let you know that, that part of this fostering the family of God, I am delving into doing some discipleship. going to be asking some people to be involved in something very intense, very purposeful, and very growing. And, and in that time, we're going to be finding places of ministry. And it's going to take some time to do that. Unfortunately, I think, I think when you're really building a house, taking the time and, and, and using the best parts and, and things like that, and not rushing to, to go correct some things that, that's not uh, working well by, by just, hey, let's do a class or something like that, I think it's going to have to be something more continuous. So that's a pursuit. Anyway, we as a church need to be helping, uh, giving special honor to those who, who aren't out there, who, who we don't see, but man, to celebrate. I appreciate the CE team and, and their idea of celebrating our teachers. Those people who, like Doug Bunch, who's gone down with our kids this morning. And I do know we need more people who are just going to be willing, instead of listening to me, which might be, you know, hey, celebrate, that's part of that. But for them to be able to take the kids down and, and, and teach them for, for 
you know, during this time. I know that we need more people for that and, and would appreciate it. But I appreciate that team and their continuous pursuit of loving those who are serving. All, all in all, I want to move on to the last thing that should be said. Uh, we're not at a place that, that, you know, we shouldn't believe about ourselves that we don't belong here. It shouldn't be that. And it, nor should it be anyone uh, saying about anybody else that you don't belong here. What, what should be said is I'm here for you. This understanding or this thought that, that I'm here as a part of this body, functioning to be, a, uh, to be a help, to be a strength, to be an encouragement. Paul comes into this, I think, towards the end of what we've read. Um, there in verse 25, So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is abandoned, or excuse me, honored, every part rejoices. I just, I just re, you know, watched three, three of my grandkids for three days, and I think it's really affected me this morning, especially reading it. I'm sorry. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. The, the, the bottom line of what Paul is saying, don't miss what Paul is saying. Is he speaking about spiritual gifts? Yes. As they are working within us, it is not about us. It really is about the body that we are connected to. Because if the Spirit is working in us, it is not for us. It is not for me that he is there. It is, well, it is, yeah, I can't say that that's terrible. Because in part, he is the one who is stretching and, and helping me to grow. So, so skip that. But, but he is there in order for me to be connected to the rest of the body. No divisions. There is evidence of the Holy Spirit's work, not only in the giftedness we, we see or what, what's coming out within the congregation, it is in the connectedness of the body, where the body is functioning the way it is supposed to, to, to function. And, and listen, it is, it is about the, the task that we've been given. As a church, part of that is to grow, but it is absolutely to, to affect the world around us. Remember, he, he enables us to say What? He enables to, to declare that great truth that Jesus is Lord. And the importance of us working together is because we're the ones who are going to reveal Jesus. We're, we're here to reveal that, that, that gospel message. And when we're working together, where there is no divisions, I believe Jesus is going to be glorified through that. So the, the pursuit is, is, is not this. It's not so that we can be happy with each other and just thrilled about being together all the time. That's really not what our pursuit is. Although I think that's part of it. I, I mean, that, that's part of the joy of it. But our real purpose is to identify Jesus. Don't miss that. That's why, and sometimes we step aside and let somebody else take care of it. That's why part of, you know, be an administrator, be someone who, who could help identify people who could be in different places. We are equal. Each, each one of us is important because we've been placed in these positions by God. And when, when one suffers, have we done that? When one is suffering, we all suffer. 
And, and when one is celebrating, when one something achieve, someone achieves something, I guess we did a little bit of that when, when Marie achieves 100 years. And we did a little evidence of that today by celebrating her birthday. But when, when someone has, has done something uh, that is significant, or, or maybe a prayer has been answered in someone's life, do we celebrate? I celebrate the fact that, you know, I, I tease a little bit, but I celebrate that, that no one was injured in their spring break and they're back here today. I celebrate that fact. I'm glad they're back. Glad they're here. We are the body of Christ. One body, many members. Many members. Different functions and working in that way. I appreciate Paul's illustration. And we have the opportunity, again, just to review what, what said. No one should believe that, that they don't belong here. They say, I don't belong here. No one should be able to say that here. And, nor should, should anyone believe that, that you don't belong here or somebody else shouldn't belong here. We can't have that kind of attitude. Instead, we ought to have the attitude that says that, that, that I'm here and I'm functioning through the Spirit on behalf of this body. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we praise you and we thank you for your word. We praise you for Jesus and for uh, just the sanctifying blood that he shed upon the cross. We praise you for your spirit and we want to understand uh, his function. We want to understand our place and the ministry that, that we all have uh, here. It doesn't mean that we're up front. It does mean that we have uh, a purpose and a, and a function uh, that, that we need to be uh, finding and connected to, to help the body together work for the purpose of your kingdom. God, we pray that you lead us, guide us in every day, strengthen us through your spirit, through your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.